0: episode 49 jeremy deegan talks you to me the online course guy podcast regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course and they're making a living doing it
1: didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff
0: check it out it's a good course it's a good class ladies
1: and gentlemen are you ready here's the online course guy Hopkins.
0: Let's go, go, go. Hello, hello. This is Jock Hopkins, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. I'm excited about episode 49 today because for the first time, we're talking about Udemy, which is one of the biggest players in online courses. And who is the Online Course Guy if he's not talking about all the online course players on the Online Course Guy podcast Udemy has fascinated me for years. I have taken plenty of courses on Udemy. I love the platform. I love it from a consumer side of the equation. I've never created my own course on Udemy until recently. I'll tell you about that in a second. In this episode, you're going to hear Jeremy convince me as we're talking to create a course on Udemy, but it's not the type of course you might think. It's just for lead generation. But before I give you a little more details on that, let me tell you about today's sponsor, and that is bonjoro.com. With Bonjoro, you can quickly and easily send a short little video snippet to your customers when they buy your online course. I use Bonjoro and have for over a year to do just that. I've sent over 1,100 of these Bonjoros. When somebody buys my piano course, the next day. I'll be sending them a Bonjoro, just thanking them for signing up and welcoming them to the course and letting them know that I'm here for them. And if you have an online course or aspire to have an online course, I recommend you do the same. You can sign up for a free 14-day trial at bonjoro.com Jacques. That's bonjor dot slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So in this episode today, we're talking with Jeremy Deegan, all things Udemy, because he's got like 12 different courses on Udemy. He's been around on it for a while. He actually co-hosts a podcast on online courses with Phil Ebner, who is also on Udemy. Phil Ebner might be one of the biggest guys on Udemy, and Jeremy co-hosts this podcast online course masters with him. And so the two of them combined obviously know almost everything there, there is to know about Udemy. And I was able to pick Jeremy's brain about it today and ask him about his story and also get a lot of personal recommendations and told him that one of the biggest reasons I've never used Udemy before is because you end up charging so little for your course. I mean, you can set your course at $300 or $500, I think, but they do they just do so many specials. And I know that because anytime I'm trying to buy a course on Udemy, All you have to do is Google Udemy coupon code and you can pretty much any time of the year get any course for like $10. And there's some really high quality courses on there, but I'm just not interested in selling my course for only $10. But What Jeremy educated me on in the show today, my favorite thing from the show was when we were talking about Udemy as more of a lead generation strategy, and he suggested that I take the first five days of my course, which I already give away for free as my email opt-in, but it's as a PDF. So he suggested I take the first five days worth of videos and make that a free Udemy course. And then once people went through that mini course, they'd be like, okay, I'm ready for days six through 21. And then they have to come to me and buy my premium course then. So I really wanted to test that out between the time that Jeremy and I recorded this episode and when this episode goes live and basically when I'm recording this intro. And I did, I have some results to share with you guys. I did put the first five days of my course on Udemy. I went live about a week ago and I've seen mixed results. I didn't do everything exactly like Jeremy said. And I will tell you all the things I did. I'll tell you all the things I didn't do and the cool results right after the interview. Let's go ahead and hear from Jeremy Deegan. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. I'm so glad to have you on. Why don't you start and tell us how you got into online courses?
1: Um, So I started doing online business around like 2015. I had a screen printing company at one time, and I found out about like Teespring, where you could sell shirts online. And when I made my first couple of sales online, it really motivated me. And so what I did was I wanted to find a mastermind group because I heard how important they were And I couldn't really find a good mastermind group, so I reached out to some people who I'd been talking to in the online business world, and we got together and we started a mastermind. And over a couple of weeks, one guy mentioned an online course platform called Udemy, uh, and that you could actually teach courses on there and make some money on the side and help people out. And it sounded interesting. And so I created a course on Canva, which is a graphic design software I had been using recently. And uh, it made like $24 the first month. And I thought, you know, this is kind of cool and it, it made a little bit of money. And then the next month, my family took a trip to a water park out of state. And as we were walking up to like the water park and water slides, my phone started like getting emails because at that time there was notifications of payments. And uh, I was getting payments left and right. And it was just amazing like that I was spending time with my family and had created a product and that product was out there selling. And uh, it had me hooked from there. So ever since then, I've been creating online courses and uh, helping people create online courses too. That's, that's freaking awesome. I was just talking to a friend of mine
0: yesterday and he was saying how much he enjoyed the passive income lifestyle and like waking up and seeing those notifications of sales. And I was like, you know what's even better is when you're playing with your kids in the afternoon <laughs> and all the while you're making sales during that. So it sounds like you 100% agree with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I joke with my wife cuz she still works her full-time job which she loves. Um, but you know, she'll be like, "I have to work 12 hours a day to do what you just did in 30 minutes." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that you don't see." Yeah, exactly. It's not all it's not all glamour. You got to put in some hard work yeah. to get the payoff at the
0: end. That's right. So that's interesting you started off with a Canva course. I absolutely love Canva. When I don't outsource graphic design, I'll, I'll, sometimes I can do it myself inside of there and I don't have quite the, you know, graphics background that you do, but Canva makes it so easy. So something as easy as Canva, like what was it like making an online course about it? And uh you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's kind of easy to yeah. just learn on your own.
1: Yeah, that was that was a tricky thing. I think I just been I really enjoyed it at that time, like I was really into it and it didn't have the exposure it has now. I mean, Canva has like, you know, become very very popular. 2015 when I first started, it was pretty popular, but nothing like it is now. And like you said, it, it's a very easy program to use. It's a lot of templates and drag and drop and it's not that difficult. Um, but when people are searching for information and they want that information, especially in a well-structured manner, and they're willing to pay for it, uh, it ended up doing very well. And so what I did was I had that beginner's course on Canva, and then I went and created a couple more Canva-based courses. And I really saw a lot of growth there because I realized that, uh, especially on the Udemy platform, you could cross-promote your courses and so um, when I published the next couple Canva courses, I did more of a graphic design theory type thing inside of Canva. It did really, really well. And so uh, it's the same thing like I, I teach GarageBand and GarageBand is a free application for the most part on the Mac OS. And it's you know pretty simple to use once you just get in there and move around. But I do a course on it and I didn't think people would pay for that course because it's a free application that's pretty easy to use. But people do like a structure and they like, you know, presentation and and getting answers quickly and not having to like search every YouTube channel, you know, there is to find the answer. So one thing I really wanted to talk to you
0: specifically about, Jeremy, was Udemy because I've had probably 40 or 50 people on this podcast and you're literally literally the first person to come on that, that, that focuses on Udemy. Mm-hmm. Um and nobody else has had a course on Udemy. I've never had a course on Udemy. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. And I was, you know, when I Google your name, I think the first result that comes up is your Udemy page. Mm-hmm. And it says you have like 12 courses. And let me let me pull this up so I get the numbers right. 123,886 students, 2,946 yeah. <laughs> reviews. So first question would be, why Udemy and not your own platform?
1: Uh, Udemy, well, for me, I had come into online business brand new. So I didn't know anything about online business before 2015. I found out about it. Um, I was doing 3D graphic design type stuff and I listened to a podcast and he just mentioned uh, the Smart Passive Income podcast and I started listening to it and I didn't know anything about online business before then. So I came into it pretty new. I didn't have any audience. Uh, you know, I didn't have anyone that I could promote to and thinking about building out a blog and all these things and growing an audience. And doing all of that, you know, it's a lot of work and takes time for it to grow. And so I popped on Udemy because Udemy is a marketplace. There's already a student base who's actively coming there. They're looking for information. Most of them have already purchased courses. So they're ready to purchase again. It's kind of like Amazon. And so it's a great platform for someone who doesn't have an audience, doesn't have an email list or any kind of brand or anything to just hop on, create some informational products and uh, generate revenue that way. So if if somebody is
0: interested in starting an online course, it sounds like you recommend one of two paths: one being okay, get started on Udemy, or two, get started building an audience first, and then you can release an online course in on your own platform. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you could do them side by side. You could use Udemy as a way to help build your brand. Also, you can offer free courses, or it, it helps you grow as an expert. To me, I look at Udemy as another channel for you to reach people, especially as you grow out your own your own email list and your own uh, audience. So I, I definitely think everyone should have an email list and their own website and their own brand, something that I'm working on now, even two or three years later, I, I'm just now getting started. But I look at Udemy as a channel, just like I would look at YouTube or uh, Medium or something of that nature. Cora, they're just channels where it helps build your brand. But I feel like you should always have that, you know, that main hub that's your own that you have control of too. Yeah. So, do they let you put like the exact same course on Udemy and somewhere else? Yeah, so they will let you do that um, as long as you're not offering the whole course for free somewhere where at Udemy it's a paid for thing. So I can't take one of my paid courses and stick it on YouTube, the whole thing for free. Now I can take like individual videos or lectures and use that as a promotional strategy and say here's a lecture from my course, and then maybe give them a link back to the Udemy course. Um, That is totally okay. I can take a free course and publish that free course anywhere I want because it's for free. But one thing you cannot do is offer it for a price at Udemy and then show it for free somewhere else. Okay. So on
0: that note, like my Piano in 21 Days course has only ever been offered at pianoin21days.com. Could I take those exact videos, Mm -hmm. download them, upload them to Udemy, and charge a price for it at Udemy?
1: No problem? Yeah, yeah you you charge for that course right now, or it's free?
0: No, I charge for that course. Yes. That's, yep. that's how I yeah, pay that, the bills, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's totally fine. You could definitely do that. Is
0: there a reason that somebody like me would want to do that to have it in both places?
1: Um, well, you could use it as a driver. So on Udemy, they offer a bonus lecture at the end. You're not allowed to to promote products or any type of thing throughout your course or in any of the promotional emails. But they do offer the last lecture of the course as a bonus lecture for you to promote anything you want. So you could take a piece of that course and put it for free on Udemy. And then in that end uh, bonus lecture, you could have a link back to your main website promoting your course for a payment. So let, let me ask you this. I'm just, I'm getting some personal advice from me
0: here. But <laughs> you go to pianoin21days.com. Like my main call to action is I'm trying to get you to download what I call my free five-day workbook. And it's basically mm-hmm. my first five lessons of the 21 in PDF form. And you can download it. I get your email address. What if I took the first five days of my course, the videos, and I uploaded those as the free five-day? And in fact, better yet, the, the, the workbook is called Learn 36 Popular Songs in Five Days. So I could have a course like that on Udemy called that, just have the exact five lessons, have my bonus lesson at the end that says, okay, guys, you want day six through 21, head over here. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. That you could do something of that nature. Yeah. That's totally fine. Do you recommend I do that? <laughs> I mean, again, I see it as another channel. There's There's active people who are going to this website. Millions of students go to this website every month. And so there is a whole a bunch of people who are coming there who might not find you in other ways. So I look, I look at it as, you know, there are people who like to read, people who like to listen to podcasts, people who like YouTube. You know, Udemy is just another place where people are searching for information. So if they come to Udemy and they're looking for piano instruction and they find your course and they say, you know, this course is free. I can download it and check it out. And they go through it and they really like it and then see your link back to your main course on your website, I just see that as another plus. Now, my co-host of our podcast, Phil, strict, well, not strictly, but he really focuses on Udemy a lot to the point where he even sends people in his email list uh, and through other avenues back to Udemy because Udemy is so big that they have a large marketing plan and they do a lot of advertising. So if you send someone to your landing page to look at your course on Udemy, Udemy and it's a good course and it has some reviews and some rankings, Udemy will pick that up and start advertising that on Facebook. So even if you took your course and put it for paid on the Udemy platform and it started making sales, Udemy is going to start promoting that on their own. So you kind of have a marketing team advertising team helping promote your brand and your product. And not just Facebook, because I've seen Udemy ads
0: plenty of times like mm-hmm. at the top of Google too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They do Google. I mean, I think they do pretty much all of them from what I've seen. Okay. I'm not so, Twitter much, so I don't know about Twitter. But
0: Yeah. And look, I'm I'm very familiar with Udemy from a consumer standpoint. I've purchased many, many courses. I love it. I've, I've taken some amazing courses and actually gone through the whole things and actually applied the things that I learned. Um, so I'm very familiar with it from that side, but I'm not familiar with it from the creator side. And from the consumer side, it seems like the disadvantage would be something with the pricing. Because you can always get $300 courses for like 10 bucks. That's correct. about the pricing.
1: So Udemy is a highly discounted uh, pricing system. So uh, they are constantly running sales and offering, like you said, large discounts on courses. So it's typical to see, like you said, a $300 course for 10, 15, or $20. It's become more so um, in the past year or two. When I first started, I, I saw some full price sales all the time. Nowadays, it's pretty rare to see a full price sale and they're going toward a strategy of they want to provide information internationally to anyone that they can that they can. So they're even using uh, differentiated pricing right now where they will offer your course for different prices based on locations of of areas of people. So one person might pay $15 for your course and and another country pay $9 for your course based on all their demographic information that they have. But yes, it is a highly discounted pricing. You should know that going into it. Uh, it turns a lot of people off, but you make up for it in the numbers. Um, so where me, if I have to build an email list and I have to spend time maybe advertising or getting those people to buy my $300 course, I could also put it on Udemy and it might only make $10 a sale, but I could easily make you know 30 or $300 sales rather quickly.
0: So can, can somebody make a good living just selling courses on Udemy?
1: I know uh, a lot of people who do.
0: <laughs> well, you, and you mentioned Phil a little while ago. So why don't yeah. you tell people a little bit about your relationship with with Phil Ebener and, and your podcast together?
1: Okay. Yeah. Phil, uh, so I, I like talking about courses too. And uh, so it's good that we're on this podcast and we can talk these things out. Uh, Phil Ebener is a big time Udemy instructor, probably one of the top earners, On the platform, he has, I don't even know how many courses. It's ridiculous like 80 courses, like 500,000 students. Um, And he's been on it longer than I have. And he's kind of taken me under his wing at points and taught me some things. And we had a mastermind together that I was in with him. So we become friends and we have a podcast called Online Course Masters Podcast. Or if you go to OnlineCourseMasters.com, you can find us there where we also talk about creating courses. Uh, he's just a really great guy. He really knows his stuff, but he is, has made a, a lot of money on the platform as one of the top earning instructors. Yeah. He's got some pretty high quality courses. I've taken a couple of his courses and, and I did reach out to him a
0: couple months ago and he was, he was, a uh, he had a little snippet on episode 30 of this podcast and maybe he can come on, uh, in full like you in a, in a future episode. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess there's, there's all kinds of people on Udemy like Phil and yourself who Uh, like to focus on this platform. Do you have any courses anywhere else or just on Udemy?
1: Um, So I use another platform called Skillshare. Um, Skillshare is a different animal than Udemy. Um, One thing that anyone who's listening to this, if you're creating courses or thinking about creating courses, you should look into the different platforms. They all have their kind of specialty. They all price things differently. And uh, so you can look at the different platforms and most of them, you can put the same course on all the platforms. So, I mean, there's seriously 10 or 20 marketplaces. I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but you could stick your course on all of those and see how well they do. Skillshare is more of a how do I say this? They tend to like smaller, more DIY type courses, maybe 20 minutes to an hour long. And they're really big into the crafts, the hobbies, the DIY, arts, design, that kind of stuff. When you go on there, you see a lot of things like watercoloring and sewing and knitting and uh, different things of that nature. So I took my courses and I stuck them on there. I do some graphic design courses and they've done pretty well too. Um, they it doesn't compare to you to me by any means, but it's still a little extra income coming in for me, which is nice.
0: So with as many courses as you've made, walk me through what your course creation process looks like.
1: Um, I've actually tried, I like to experiment. So I do a lot of different things. Uh, sometimes I'll have an idea hit me and I'll just open up the computer and I'll just start talking and recording. Other times I've sat down and I've scripted and outlined uh, what I think I want to say. And I've used teleprompters before. I've not used teleprompters. Um, but nowadays, I'm trying to pull it back a little bit. I think we uh, can have some perfectionism whenever we're creating courses. And as we go on, we want to make it higher quality and we want it to look better and sound better, which is great. But there comes a threshold where you you can waste too much time doing that. And I get stuck in that sometimes where I'm, I'm trying to tweak too much stuff. So I'm trying to pull it back to when I first started where I just turn on the application and start explaining to it as, as if me and you were talking and not get so hung up on the scripts and the outlines and making sure everything's perfect. What kind of, what kind of tech and equipment do you use? Um, I've gone through uh, various things. Right now I'm using Camtasia to record. I use the Adobe Suite for any of my editing, uh, audio, video, After Effects, for Photoshop. So I just use that whole suite for all of that stuff. Uh, I have a iPad teleprompter that I'll use with a software called Prompt Smart Pro, which is great. Um, typically, I'm recording on this microphone you see in front of me, the ATR 2100 USB. It's relatively cheap, under 100 bucks, and it sounds great. Uh, it's USB and XLR, so that's really nice. Um, if I'm doing a talking head like we're talking now, I'll use the Logitech C920 camera that I'm using. Um, but typically, I'll use my Canon uh, Rebel series camera. For the more professional looking talking heads and and really fine tuning that in so looking back to a couple of
0: years ago when you were just getting started in online business, knowing what you know today, would you have done anything differently?,
1: uh, that's a good question <laughs> um, i mean i'm sure I'm sure I would take some different roads, but that's a that's a hard question to answer because I am where I am today because of the choices that I've made. Um, again, I think I wouldn't have got so hung up on, on making sure everything is perfect because that tends to hold me back a little bit. I like, I like it to look really nice and sound great. And, uh, all those hours I spent editing audio, like if I could take those <laughs> hours back, it would probably be good. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, uh, yeah, I don't really have a good answer for what I would have done differently. It's hard to go back in time and think about that. Hey man, nothing is a perfectly viable <laughs> answer.
0: There. So look, you know we're, we're both you know, online entrepreneurs and um, sometimes it can be easy to just kind of have your, your, your head down uh, trying to move forward and, and then you look up and maybe you're, you're heading in the wrong direction. Where mm-hmm. do you go for just like inspiration, motivation, and information? Where, where do you go to learn more and be better at your craft?
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's really good uh, A question to ask because I've gone through that in the past year. I haven't really published a course in about over a year now, um, which is a benefit of the passive income informational product online space is that I've taken a hiatus and I still generate revenue. Um, but I went through a little bit of slump and, and it is hard when you're by yourself. You know, everyone's dream is I'm going to work from home and do my own thing and create my own schedule. And once you don't have a job and you do that, you realize it's a lot harder than it sounds because you have to get yourself up. You have to motivate yourself. You have to create a schedule so that you can stick to it and create content. And a lot of people don't realize that when they think about the dream of, you know, sitting on a beach with their laptop. Um so motivation, I, I look to my family a lot. My wife is a huge motivational type person and she's great at helping me through those tough times. So having someone, a friend or a family member, uh is great to kinda someone who's who's deeply invested in you and and isn't just gonna talk bad to you, but actually give you advice and encourage you, I think is uh definitely important. I mentioned the mastermind earlier. So if you can't find any friend or family who is interested in what you're doing, go online and start a group of three or four people. We'll meet every Monday or Tuesday or whatever day and get with them. I think that helps out a lot. And then I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of mot- motivational speakers, actually. So a lot of Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and people like that. So, What are you struggling with these days? Um, I think sticking to a schedule. I've gotten a lot better about it lately. Um, so actually deciding where my time is best spent and what days I'm going to do what projects Um, because it's very easy to wake up and you've got 40 things you want to do and you don't really accomplish anything. So I'm I'm trying to get better about saying, this day I'm going to work on this particular thing and then finishing that and following through with that.
0: So I'm thinking more and more about putting part of my piano course on Udemy based on what we were <laughs> talking about a little bit earlier. So going back to that, if I did that, and let's say I just took those first five lessons and put them up there completely for free as just a way to get more traffic to my website and to my full course, Like, what what would that process look like? And I'm sure there are other piano courses on there. and And what would the process be like to try to get ranked as highly as possible?
1: So... There are more piano courses on there. Uh, Of course, you're going to want to have a product that is going to be appealing to that student. Now, Udemy is tricky because every course is usually discounted pretty much at the same time. And so you're competing uh, one-on-one with other instructors. And if I'm a student coming to the site and there's a 20-minute course on piano instruction that lightly covers the topics, or there's a two-hour course that really gives some gold nuggets in there, I'm just going to be drawn to the longer, more in-depth course. So you got to be kind of careful because you don't want to put anything that's, you know, too, um, you know, that just has fluff or isn't really, I don't want to say make a course long for long sake, but you got to make sure that it's enough to where when that student is comparing it with other courses, it really stands out. So having any kind of extra resources, PDFs, downloads, those types of things also help. And then for ranking, it's going to be uh, the review system. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, in a legal, you know, moral way, getting good reviews. Um, you got to look through their policies, make sure you're not breaking any rules as, as far as the reviews go. And then good SEO. So making sure you're using your keyword and your title, your subtitle, your description and things like that. How important are reviews to the success on Udemy? Very, very important. Um, because if you don't have, I, I don't even know what the number is because I haven't kept track of it lately, but it used to be like if you didn't have five reviews, you didn't even get shown uh, until the last page. Um, it's Udemy uses reviews um, as a highway to rank courses. So you want to make sure that you are getting good, solid reviews. Again, you don't want to be breaking rules or anything because they have an anti-spam thing that goes through the review system and kicks out people who try to Break those rules, Uh, but you do want to have really good, high quality reviews uh, on your course. Just having a couple can tank you pretty badly, so you want to really make sure that you're doing your best to provide good quality for that student. So, what advice do you have for people just getting started in online business? In online business uh, in general, I would say I just get started. (laughs) I mean, it's a very cliche, but Uh, sometimes we get hung up on all the little decisions that we can make. What, what's my website going to be? What's my name going to be? What colors do I want to choose? You know, what am I going to write about or what course am I going to make? The best thing that you can do usually is just get started and, and, move along and, and reiterate later on. So, you know, pick a name and go with it. And if later on you find out you don't like the name, you can change it later. Or, you know, a logo, like this is where I struggle is because I want to make the perfect little logo. You know, I'm a graphic designer, but I'm learning nowadays, just stick something up there and fix it later on. Um, so getting started, I think is one of the main things. Typically what I hear from people is that they have all these ideas and they have all these things they want to do, but, they've been waiting a year or two years because they're scared. Well, don't be scared. Just start recording. Even if it doesn't sound great or look great, go through the process and figure out what you need to fix later on. Jeremy, it's been a pleasure. I especially learned,
0: uh, enjoyed learning about the Udemy stuff. I'm going to think very seriously about putting <laughs> some of my content up there based on this conversation. But to wrap things up, why don't you just let uh, the audience know if there's anything else you want to share with them and where they can find your stuff online.
1: Yeah, definitely. Again, you can uh, check out our online uh, Course Masters podcast if you want to. And my wife and I uh, are actually have a separate brand and business called thehomebasedhustle.com where we're talking about online business and passive income and motivation, those kinds of things, uh, kind of from a, a home lifestyle viewpoint. And I created a freebie for your listeners. Uh, It's just a checklist of all the different ways you can market your course. So if you want to check that out, you can go to com forward slash OCG. All right. Perfect. Sounds good, Jeremy. Take care, man. All right. You too. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, thanks again to Jeremy for joining me on the show today. So in the intro, I told you that I would give you some results from my little Udemy experiment. And I first want to tell you that the biggest thing that I didn't do to a T in terms of what Jeremy was saying is that I didn't price my Udemy course for free. And here's the reason. When I was going to create my course, and when I say create, I'm talking about In Udemy, like the title and the description, I'm like, you know, I probably should be following a strategy here that's been proven to work. So, in true online course guy fashion, I took an online course on Udemy SEO. It was only about two hours long. I got a lot out of it. I took a a course on Udemy about Udemy SEO, getting my course ranked as high as possible. And one of the things I learned in that course was. If you price your course for free, you'll be buried in the search results. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want that. So the minimum I was allowed to charge was $20. So my course is now up for $20. You can search for it by going to Udemy. It's called like beginner piano, learn 36 pop songs in just five days. The other thing you want to do is you want to get students and you want to get at least five reviews as quickly as possible in order to rank as high as possible. And so what I did was I emailed this promotion out to a segment of my email list and I sent them a coupon code so the people that I emailed could get my course for free. And so all I did was I uploaded my course to Udemy. I followed the instructions in that Udemy SEO course in terms of titling my course, description, thumbnail, all of that. And here's what I've seen in the past week. I have 218 students enrolled. I have about 10 reviews, average rating of 4.48. I've actually earned revenue, $60.05. So that's people buying the $20 course and not using the coupon code. And I'm trying to rank for the search term beginner piano. And so I'm typing it in right now. And in the search results, I don't show up first. I don't show up second. Unfortunately, I don't show up third, but I'm showing up fifth, all right? And so to only be up here a week and have such a good search term like beginner piano, ranking fifth, I'm happy with that. And I think as more people find that course, more people take that course, I think they're going to like it and hopefully start to rate it higher and higher. And hopefully it raises in the search results higher and higher. But the coolest thing I think overall is that It's a lead gen strategy. So I made $60 in the past week. That is not the end game for me here. I want these people to eventually buy my full piano course. So how am I going to get them to do that? What I did was at the end of my mini course, I put that people can get day six for free if they just go to pianoin21days.com slash day six, and I built a new page there and people can go opt in, and when they do, they get day six, and I tag them with day six in my eBelt autoresponder, and then they get thrown into my normal evergreen launch funnel sequence so that they get pitched the full course. Now, I haven't made any sales yet from the, those leads, but it's only been a week. And I can tell you that I'm looking in my email autoresponder right now. And I do have 11 new leads from this strategy. So it's only a week, it's way too early to tell if this is going to work or not. But I can say, that at this point it does look promising because leads are starting to come in and that is my goal. And hey, if I can make an extra 60 bucks a week from it, I'm not going to complain about that. So maybe I can keep you posted about this strategy a little more in the future, but it was fun to implement and fun to talk to Jeremy in this episode about Udemy. You can find all the detailed show notes from today's episode at theonlinecourseguide.com slash 49. And don't forget to check out our sponsor for today's episode. You can get a free 14-day trial of Bonjoro at bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjor dot com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. And don't forget that I've got a free online workshop waiting for you. If you want to take whatever knowledge, skills, hobbies you have and turn them into a wildly profitable online course or you already have an online course and it just hasn't reached your goals, you need to check out my free online workshop on creating and growing your own wildly profitable online course. And you can check that out at theonlinecourseguy.com. And stay tuned for the next episode, episode 50 with Jason Kleinberg, and he's got an online course on the fiddle. Stay tuned.